Hey everybody, this is Ron. Welcome to the call. We're going to get started here. Actually, we have started. So um, I'll tell you what, I'd like to leave the line open tonight if you guys will keep down the background noise. We've already got it. And just keep in mind that if you're uh, sitting on your telephone, you can hit star six out. Perfect. That'll keep down the background noise, but just keep in mind that when you want to ask a question and converse with me, you have to hit star six again, or you'll be making a lot of noise, and I won't be hearing the thing you're saying. So um, you keep it like it is right now, and we'll have an open call here. In just a second, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. This is a Q&A call that we are about to participate in, and uh, I have two sets of folks on the line right now. We have those Gold Club members that came in through a code to where they can openly ask questions. You know who you are. And then we have invited some folks from our list to just tune in tonight. Even though they can listen, they cannot participate in the call until they become Gold Club members. So if you are um, available to participate in the call tonight, and you want to ask the question, as soon as I open it up for you here, you just hit star six if you muted yourself out and you're back in, and I'll acknowledge you when I hear you. Um, we could have the operator assist us, but frankly, I'd like to just keep it open if I can, and if you don't have too much noise going on in the background, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I normally would have the operator put you in the queue, but um, I'm hoping we can avoid that tonight because I'd like to try to just let you chat whenever you want to chat. So what I'm going to do first is take care of all of the questions that you might have. Incidentally, this call will last till 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the whole thing will be questions and answers. And I have in front of me here one, two, three, four, five for sale by owner sheets that were submitted to me today by you guys, three of them by one person and two of them by two other folks. So I'm going to get back to those after I get through with all of your questions. I want to get those out of the way first, and then we'll come back to these uh, property information sheets, and I'll go through each of them. But And I will need the person who submitted that sheet on the line while I'm talking about that particular project, because there will be questions and answers to go back and forth. Before I get to that part, I would like to um, let you know that this is not a a coaching call. I can't spend 30, 40 minutes on a call on one deal with with you because uh, I know that many folks would uh, like for me to. I will tell you uh, what I think about the project and what I think you should do about it, and then I'll open up your questions. But just keep in mind that this is an open call, and we have quite a few people on the call right now, and um, I don't want to monopolize it with any one transaction here. So before I get started, I want everybody on the call to know that we're going to do this every single month on the second Monday of the month. It is a free call, cost you nothing. It's part of your Gold Club membership, and once in a while we, out, we invite some outsiders. It, um, you have the ability, if you're a Gold Club member, to submit for sale by owner property information sheets. We sent them to you to uh, drag down and fill out, and they're also on your membership site uh, under the uh, resources section if you don't have it. And, of course, they're in my courses as well. Uh, I am amazed that... The ones that I have actually followed instructions, sent them to me, except for one person here that's nameless that decided they needed to rearrange the form to suit themselves. So I got the information off of it, but I had to study it hard. So <clears throat> those of you who are tuning in tonight and are not Gold Club members, 
you might want to go to ronsgoldclub.com and check that out because that's a, a group that you're probably going to want to be a part of. It's got a tremendous amount of benefits, which I'm certainly not going to sit here and go over tonight for you. But go to ronsgoldclub.com. It's only $59 a month and uh, valuable, valuable, valuable resources, training, uh, private lending website, proof of funds, everything's right there on that site for you. Plus, um, of course, this call every month and monthly uh, hard copy newsletter, CD of the month, and a weekly uh, newsletter from us. With, uh, in it. So let me go ahead and open it up. I'm going to take your questions in the order that I hear them. So who wants to start tonight? Don't forget, if you muted yourself out, you've got to hit star six to come back in. Hello, Ron. Yes, sir. My name is Mario. I'm from Washington State. Got a quick question in regard to option strategies. Can you explain how the option strategy works? All right. Mario, I don't have one of the property information sheet from you, do I here? I sent three of them in today. You did? Yes, sir. Well, okay. Yeah, I do have you here. All right. Yeah, I do have them. I do have three of them. I have you right here. All right. Well, um, yes, I can explain it to you, Mauro. Actually, it's very simple. I want to know the truth. An option is probably about the simplest deal you could do. In fact, do you understand wholesaling a junker? Yes. All right. When you wholesale a junker, you just put it on a contract and then flip it to an investor and assign the contract to them, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, an option deal, I'm putting it under contract with an option agreement, and that gives me the ability to buy it. And so the normal option uh, deal would be that I go out and resell it now. So if I'm buying it for price A and I'm selling it for price B, I just keep the difference. So okay. How is how is that option different from that wholesale then? Is there Because when I option a property, I'm almost always selling it to an owner-occupant and it's, it, it will involve them to get cash and most of the time to go out and get a new loan. Oh, so there's got to be some time in there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you should have oh. at least 30 days even in your wholesale contract. Sure, sure. But sometimes uh, the – yeah, it's uh, that they could have the money up front. A lot of people are already pre-qualified. Well, whether they are or they aren't, your minimum option term should be 90 days, Mario. Okay. In fact, I'm teaching a brand new two-day event on this at the end of the month. I'll come back and tell you guys about it later. It's cheap too. Uh, so um, that's the answer to your question. Let me get the rest of the questions okay. out of the way because I want to come back and go through these three deals that you submitted. Well, thank you. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, who else has got a question? I'm hearing a little noise from somebody. Whatever you're rattling around there on your desk, we can all hear it. Turning papers. I'm not exactly sure what you're doing. So, if you, again, if you're making noise, hit star six. Oh, we still got it. All right, if you want to ask a question, who's next? Still got the racket. But, right. Who else got a question? Don't everybody speak up at once now. <laughs> hey, Ron, this is uh, David in Tampa. Hi, David in Tampa. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, on wholesale deals, um, is there any you know, reason why you don't just use an option to, to do that and get, get an option for 90 days and, uh, and, yeah. and just? Yeah. Uh, on a wholesale deal, you're selling it to an investor, David. 
By the way, if you're going to put a bank-owned property under contract, you're not going to get 90 days. You're just not. They're not going to give it to you. So uh, that would be out of the question. And you will not get an option contract accepted. Somebody has still got some racket going on. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, we'd appreciate it if you'd stop it. Um, again, we can hear everything that goes on if your phone is wide open. So hit star six, please. Still got it. All right. I have to, I'll move everybody out of here, but I'd rather not, because then the person I'm talking to can't hear me either. All right, looks like we lost it now. Uh, David, when you're wholesaling a property, you just simply put it under contract on a purchase agreement that says you're going to buy it for X, then you find an investor, and you assign that contract to that investor. That investor closes. Your seller deeds directly to your buyer. So um, an option agreement is not, uh, you could use an option, but frankly, there's no reason to. It doesn't make any difference anyway. The option agreement and the purchase and sale agreement both accomplish the same thing. But an option says that I may buy. A purchase and sale agreement says I will buy. It's unlikely you're going to get somebody with a junker that they want to sell to an investor to option it to you. Did that answer your question? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and if I just have a follow-up. Um, Go ahead. What, if, if you're talking about a long-term option, uh, you know, I guess I, I've been listening to the um, your program, uh, and I'm going to be coming at the end of this month to the to the act uh, the, the acts uh, seminar you've got uh, on a long term option. Maybe something where it's even you know 20 years or so. Are you concerned at all that that the uh, the original owner might die? Do you try and take any precautions, move the deed deed into a land trust or something to to, to make sure that it's all clear in just in case the uh, the original owner dies? Well, first, I can't imagine you getting somebody to give you a 20-year option on anything. I mean, I guess it's possible, but that's a little um, outrageous if you ask me. Uh, but uh, regardless of the term, if it's more than just a few months, uh, yeah, you could have the deed uh, put into escrow, but the problem with that is that if someone dies before a deed is recorded, the deed is null and void. So that won't solve the problem. The reality is, if you're optioning it from a man and he's married, his wife's going to inherit his stuff, and she's responsible for honoring that contract anyway. And if they both die, then whoever is going to inherit their estate is, has got the same responsibility. There could be some issues in the middle there trying to figure out who's in control, but um, uh, if they die, I'm less concerned than if they get liens or judgment against them that attach to the property for more than the amount that I agreed to pay them in cash. So that is always an issue when you do not absolutely get ownership of the property, which is one reason why I stopped teaching the lease option stuff about six years ago, and it became so easy just to get the deed, take the title subject to, that there was really no reason to lease option, because that is one of the risks that you have to take if, you tra if the title doesn't actually transfer. Again, I'm not worried about death. I'm worried about liens and judgments clouding up my title. And I'm not even worried about those if they are for okay, less than the amount that I owe the seller because they'll come out of the closing proceeds and they're not my problem. Okay, yogurt. Okay, yogurt. I can't chatter while we're on the call, so either get off the call or hit star six if you're going to talk. All right, who's next with the questions? Hi, this is John with in Atlanta. Hi, John. I had a just a simple question. I... Um, I'm putting together a yellow letter campaign and wanted uh, to get your opinion on what you think is the best list you know, that I can create. I contacted my county in Atlanta. 
and they've given me over 73,000 contacts through the tax assessor. So I'm trying to get all the absentee owners, but wanted to get your opinion on what you think is best for, for me to get started. What kind of uh, target are you targeting, John? Are you, want, um, are you looking for people with uh, nice houses and nice neighborhoods with loans you can take over or lease option, or are you looking for lower-end stuff, higher-end stuff, what? Uh, I, I, the average home here in Atlanta is uh, under 200000 so I'm, I'd like to focus on you know, bread and butter between $150,000, $200,000 homes. But you're looking for properties that come with a debt that are pre-foreclosure or even not even in foreclosure. That, that might, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, so you work in the pretty house business, and not the bank-owned, well, not the prop, part of the business where you pay cash properties and buy them cheap. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because that, that's not close All to right. my neighborhood. It's more in the war zones areas. All right. Well, frankly, I'll tell you, if you take this axe thing that I'm teaching at the end of the month, okay, you add it into your portfolio of techniques, you can mail to the friggin' phone book and get all the deals you want. Well, the phone book with houses that they own anyway. Uh, okay. The truth is that any list of homeowners is a good list because if they call you, the ones who, that, that is the ones that have a house for sale, uh, we're finding that well over 50% of the people that call us with a house for sale owe on it more than it's worth or about <laughs> what it's worth. And that's actually where this, this axe thing came into play because now we have a technique to really actually make money on houses that are over-leveraged. So what I'm saying now is, John, if I know this and now I'm actually looking for those properties instead of throwing them in the trash, like you're all going to be doing if you listen, uh, now anybody with a house for sale that's in a nice neighborhood is a prime target. Whereas before, I was trying to target them a little bit more. Maybe I wanted to find the ones with equity in them. Well, now I don't much care. I mean, I care. I still like to get equity. But I have another extra strategy in case I can't. So um, if I were you, I would um, certainly be mailing to the uh, pre-NOD list that John and Donna McNeil have, uh, albeit it is expensive. Uh, it's about 74 cents just for the name, and the reason is because it's so targeted. But that's assuming you're looking for houses with from people that are in trouble. Are you? Okay. Yeah. No. Yes. Okay. No. No. Well, I, I was going to tell you I got another list too okay. that I'm um, that I tested here and it seemed to work pretty good. And tell that's me. a list of homeowners in whatever target area you want to buy in that have owned their house for less than two years. That's a good list. Yeah, that's a good list because most people don't know that over 70% of the foreclosures are during the first year of ownership. Wow, okay. So now, How do I get so what, on that what that means is that you've got a house with very small amount of equity in it, but you know you got a low-interest loan and, low, and a low payment on it, and, 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 it's, and it's probably in excellent shape. What do you say to a buyer, Ron, okay, that says, look, I, I'm not going to buy a home that's over-leveraged. I mean, you're asking me for a $5,000 assignment fee. The home is only worth 200000 and they owe 199 on it. Well, now I that mean, you mention it, I just got through writing up that script, and it's being typed for a new manual as we speak. <laughs> okay. Well, go ahead and tell me. <laughs> but, but I don't have it in front of me, but I can tell you what it is anyway. Okay. Uh, John, I'll tell you why this is a great deal for you. Number one, you can move into this house, and we'll put you in there on an extremely long-term lease. Give the house plenty of time for the equity to catch back up. And, in, okay. and, in, and if it doesn't, John, uh, you're also getting the benefit of the principal pay down. 
That means that every time you make a payment, that principal pay down goes to you and not to the owner. So you get to move into a beautiful house with a very small amount of money. You have the option to buy it. You control the property. You're in there for a long, long, long term. What's the worst can happen, John? You're in there 10 years. Value don't go back up. Well, then either just move. Small amount of money to pay for the control of the house with a low payment on it for that period of time. Do you agree? I agree. In the meantime, you can sell the house anytime you wish and or go uh, get a loan on it if you feel like the equity is back and you want to do that. Let's see. Well, okay. Yes. One last question in that same scenario. Yes. What do you do if uh, you, you, you sandwich yourself in, in that type of deal or you just tell the buyer who's going to, no. I'm sorry, the seller that's selling it to you, no. or you're just going to sign it and done? Absolutely. Right. Full Full disclosure. Okay, good. All right. And I'll tell because the buyer the same thing. John, it's my job to find you, pre-screen you. I'm going to put you with the owner of the house. They're going to give me the final approval, and you're going to be paying them the rent uh, for the entire duration of the lease. But you'll have a written agreement, a legal binding contract, total control of the property. Love it. Thank you, Ron. All right. Guys, we've got some kids making some noise in the background. Do us all a favor and hit star six, please, so I don't have to get the operator to mute us all out. All right. Who's got another question? Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, this is Mario again in Washington State. I just wanted to ask you real quick about title insurance on the homes that we're buying and selling. Do we need to research that, or are the deals going so quick that we don't need to worry about it? Well, to be honest with you, John, um, if I'm doing one of these axe deals where I'm just having the seller lease it to the buyer, I'm not even concerned about it. If I'm staying in the middle, I absolutely am. First thing I'm going to do is order a title search when the ink dries on the contract. Okay. Because what you don't know is that I'm having the buyer and the seller sign a total release of liability so that if anything goes wrong, don't call me. Oh, excellent. It'll be in the package. That's a good trick. It's experience. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's next? Ron? Yes. Hey, Nathaniel here down in South Florida. All right. How are you, Nathaniel? Uh, doing well. A pleasure to speak uh, with you. Um, had a question about actually getting the deed when you're doing a lease option. Um, what is, what's the quickest way to approach or the safest way to approach that with the seller and the, the best way to make that all happen? Well, um, you're, when you say getting the deed and lease option is an oxymoron. Uh, I'm sorry, you don't, you don't purchasing on a lease, through a lease option and then creating, uh, you're always saying get the deed, get the deed, get the deed. Yeah, so you I'm, can. Um, it, it, is, that, is that getting the deed process happening before I'm reselling to the new person, or does that process happen upon me working on the initial lease option with the seller? Well, uh, either you're confused or I am. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not explaining it correctly. Um, I'm working right now on a yellow letter campaign, and right. I'm, I'm expecting uh, uh, my pat live to blow up in the, any, in the next couple days. Okay. And I actually, I did a deal with somebody where I was actually it fell apart, but I was trying to figure out at what point am I uh, to, to try to get this guy to put his house into a trust and then uh, uh, I mean, I'll the beneficiary. Is the guy willing to deed you the house? Uh, yes. Well, then just take the deed uh, with an attorney. I want an attorney to close it and just take title to it. So a land, so a, uh, and yes, you will take it in a land trust. 
but no, there is no lease option involved in that transaction. Oh, yeah, obviously, that, are, that I realize. But at what point in the process, when you're working on your lease option and then you're about to, to, to find a buyer, um, after I've got the, the deal with the seller, at what point am I, is it, do you go after getting the deed? You just told me you'd already said he would give you the deed. That was uh, that was the one example, but that deal did fall apart. But I'm I'm asking, and, and and I got a bunch of new calls that I'm expecting to come in, and I'm trying to to figure out what is the proper, when is the proper time for me to bring that up in my negotiation. Oh well, okay. Um, the easiest time to get the deed is when you've got somebody that's asking very little more than what they owe, and many mm -hmm. times they'll just ask for what they owe. So the first question I'd ask them is, it looks like I can buy your house. I'll come out and take a look, and if you like it and I like you, or, or you like me, uh, then I'll take over the debt and start making your payments until I get it paid off sometime in the future. However, before I come out, you should know that means that uh, the loan will have to stay in your name, even though I'm making the payments on it. Will that keep you awake at night? So if that keeps them awake at night, what you do now next is move right into the lease option mode. Well, then... Plan two is I'll just lease option it from you. You keep the deed in your name, and then I'll make the payment on your house until I get it cashed out sometime later. In the meantime, I'm responsible for all the repairs. How's that sound? So maybe suddenly now I'm confused. Um, <laughs> at, 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 at the, 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 the actual trying to get the deed from the seller is... You use that as a separate technique to get into the house besides the lease option or in, in of course. person? You can't do but one of the two. You don't do them both, Nathaniel. Ah, I they were a tandem procedure. Yeah, and no, 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 no. You do one or the other. And there's a lot of times when you won't want the deed, even if you can get it. And if you don't have equity in the property, you don't want the deed. Gotcha. But that okay. doesn't mean you don't want to lease option it and then assign the lease like we're doing under this AXE program. So if I had a seller that was going, willing to give me the deed, yeah. um, do I just use that process as, as my ownership rather than yeah. any other, instead of any other contract? Yes. Well, you will need a purchase and sale agreement. And, and then at closing, the attorney will prepare a deed for the seller to sign and, and uh, deed it to your land trust, preferably. However... You just answered my question. Well, purchase, I'm afraid, purchase I'm afraid, and sale. I'm afraid that you've got a lot more that you didn't even know you had yet because... You know, like I said, you don't always want the deed. Right. And there's many times I'd rather lease option it. I don't even want the deed because there's just not enough equity in there to make me want to buy the house. But that doesn't mean I won't lease option it and uh, either sublease it or put it or, or sign it. Besides, gotcha. when you take the deed, there, you have to pay closing costs. When I lease option it, there are none. Mm. Got it? Mm. Got it. Interesting. All right. Think you actually uh, cleared that up for me. I appreciate it. I'm going to take another question or two before we get started on these fizz boats. Well, Great. Thank you. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Hold it. Oh, I heard sorry, a hey, Ron, and a hey, Ron. Yeah. This is Ron? Yes? Uh, this is Brian from Los Angeles. All right, Just Brian. We How need you an L.A. Real... guy in here. Okay. Thank you. Just real quickly, we're going back to that previous question when you were talking about like using the accents in your sandwiching. Yeah. We don't really sandwich. We basically... Uh, get, find the person a uh, seller, or you find are, go, go, find a buyer. For you the are seller. correct. You and, are, and you are never. The axe, if you're if you're axe means you're getting out. If you're sandwiching it, you're staying in. Right, 
in Acts where we don't really, in your, your, your teachings, we don't really sandwich. We get out of it. No, that's not true. That that's not true. You do one or the other, and that's going to be case by case. I probably better tell the rest of our listeners what the heck we're talking about, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just hold on a second. If I lease option it from a seller, if I lease it with the option to buy it from a seller, that gives me to sublease it or sandwich lease it to a tenant buyer without actually ever taking title to it. Then hmm. when the tenant buyer comes to the closing with the new loan, at that point the seller deeds the property directly to the tenant buyer and I get whatever's left. If I don't want to do that, then I can lease uh, I can lease option it from the seller and just assign that lease to my tenant buyer, get an assignment fee, and I am out. And that's part of the ACTS program that we've been talking about, which is the assignment of contract and terms. Uh, by no means is that the only ACTS-type uh, uh, transaction that we're going to do, but that is probably the most prevalent especially with the over-leveraged houses, because literally we can lease them with the option to buy for 120% of what they're worth and still be very attractive to that lease option tenant buyer that can walk right in and get a long, long, long-term lease. By the way, guys, uh, go to, while we're even on this call, you can go play around on this thing. You can do that and listen, I hope. Go to ronlegrand.com forward slash acts, A-C-T-S and be reading about the event we're doing at the end of this month. Uh, very cheap, makes extremely powerful. And by the way, I've already got about 50 hours just in building the manual, and I'm not through yet by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, right. Ron, in that first case scenario, the first yes. case scenario that you gave, that would be like, say, for instance, where we would, you would kind of like, like uh, step out, you would get, get control, but then step out. That would, that would be in case where you have some equity. No, if I'm stepping out, there is no equity, uh -huh. most likely. Uh-huh. If I'm staying in, I'm not going to do it unless I get equity. Right. Okay, I see. Got it. Okay, thank you, Ron. All right. Hey, hey Ron, are your yes. contracts with the lease option in, in your Ron's Gold Club membership program? Well, I'm building some new agreements. Uh, the agreement to put a lease option tenant buyer is on the website and always has been. The agreement, however to take control from the seller is not there yet. It will be in the future, and it certainly will be in this package that I'm creating. But I'm also getting some other documents created specifically for this ACTS program that have never existed prior to this event. Okay. Are you also filing memorandum of options on every uh, I am. In, I am if, I, if I'm staying in. Okay. I have no need to do it if I'm getting out. And that memorandum is also a new document going to be in this package as well. And seller signing it, so we don't have to worry about the courthouse not recording it because the seller's signature is not on it. You also mentioned, I don't know, you know, I know you know the laws in Florida, but in Georgia in particular, um, do you need an attorney to close on a lease option? Because I know you do that in Florida. I don't need an Well, yeah, I don't have to have an attorney, but I'll guarantee you, you better get one, especially when you're not even paying for it. Okay. If your tenant buyer is paying the cost of the attorney, why on earth would you not use one? Hmm? Right. Now you're right. Okay. Well, you get that. I want you guys to all use attorneys, buying and selling, most of the time. Look, if I'm buying for cash, I don't need an attorney. If I'm selling for cash, I don't need an attorney. Give me a check, I'm done. 
But if there's any relationship left whatsoever with seller or buyer when this deal is over, get an attorney to close these things. What kind of money are you paying on a lease option with an attorney? $200. Okay. Cool. All right, let me go ahead and get to these FISBO sheets here, and then if we have time when we're through with those, we'll come back and take some more questions. So be jotting them down, guys. Let me start with Steve Anderson. Are you on the call? Steve Anderson, if you hit star six, hit it again. Steve Anderson, going once, going twice. Hell? Is that Steve or Stan? It's Steve Anderson. Okay, not me. Not you. Okay. Steve turned in a property information sheet with a letter. Are you there, Steve? All right. I'll come back later and try it again. I have another one here from an unknown submitter. It's uh, a property owned by Ann and Donald Sakali. So whoever that is, speak up now. Uh, you did not put your name on the property information. From Ottawa. Oh, from Ottawa? Yes. All right. What's your name? Fred. Hey, Fred. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got it, Fred. You're the guy that chose to change my form around, so I finally did study it. And <laughs> By the way, did that make you any money fixing my form? <laughs> I just just want to get that out there, Fred. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, if you got a pencil and paper now, I want you to write down these numbers because it's going to be hard to follow if you don't. I've mean, I got no way to show them to you, so you just got to write them down. I'm going to give you the basic facts about the houses as we go through them. If you don't have it in front of you, you're going to get lost. First thing I always ask is what is the ARV? Fred says it's about $500,000, and he's getting that from houses sold in the neighborhood. Right, Fred? Yes. Okay, about the same size? Yes. Sold recently? Yes. All right. Okay. And uh, you say that the oh, loan on this property is three hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. So guys, write that down. We got a five hundred thousand R three sixty-five loan. The payment is three thousand a month times two behind. Yes. Right? So he's two behind. Now is that uh, August and September? I assume so. Okay. So we know, and by that time October rolls around, he'd be three behind. So right. for all intents and purposes, we're talking three behind, right? Yes. All right. So we need $9,000 if we choose to bring the payments current, right? Correct. All right. This thing says the house needs no repairs, and I assume that it's in a good neighborhood, right, Fred? It's excellent neighborhood. All right. Said it had a new roof in 2010, kitchen cabinet original, but well-maintained, all carpets plus ceramic tile, good shape. Got it? Yes. Okay. Now, the guy wants actually $20,000 plus his two payments made up. True? True. All right, so he's actually asking 385 minus his two, uh, plus his two payments. Yes. All right, but you think it's worth 500? Yes. Have you done any comps to that effect, or is this one of those swag deals? No, actually, I have done a couple MLS uh, listings uh, okay. in that neighborhood. All right. However, he's willing to sell it to you for what he owes plus 20 grand. Yes. And it is occupied by him, correct? Yes. All right. He doesn't say when he wants to move. Oh, as soon as the house. So October 11th he wants to move. Okay, well, that's good. Actually, it's foreclosing on October 11th. Oh, that's the final date. Yes. All right. Well, all right. Well, here we go. Here's what I would suggest that you offer him. Tell him you'll give him a couple of thousand dollars. 
and you want to, you're in Ottawa? Yes. You want to buy the house on an agreement for sale. Do you understand that or not? No. Okay. It's really just a uh, what we would call a land contract here in the States. It's actually on my membership website. You have a Canadian agreement for sale on the membership website. You'd probably want to use the Ontario version. Okay. Now, you're not closing it anyway, so you don't need to worry about the version you're using. But uh, I'm just telling you that, um, you know, you could take it over subject two. Do you understand that, Fred? Yes. All right. Well, you could just do that. Take it over subject two, give the guy a couple of thousand dollars, and tell him you'll make up his back payments when you get a buyer or tenant buyer in the house and see if he'll go ahead and deed it to you now because he's about to lose. Well, actually, no, that's right. Your window's closing on your back payments, aren't they? Are you willing to put $6,000 into this house to stop the foreclosure? Yes. All right. Well, then I suggest you do just that. Write up a purchase and sale agreement, which is right on your Gold Club membership site. Okay. That you'll buy the house by taking over to 365, subject to, and bringing the two back payments current as long as he'll close prior to the end of the month. However, you need to know now that the bank will probably insist at this point that you make the October payment as well. Yes. But then, but then the uh, the term is also due in October. That means the balloon has to be paid in October. Oh, so in other words, they might not stop the force the foreclosure. No. All right. Well, what you, the balloon might be due, Fred, but that don't mean it has to be paid. All right. So, uh, what do you if you put this thing under contract with a purchase and sale agreement? Your next step is to contact the bank and tell them, or ask the bank. Uh, if they would stop the foreclosure if you brought the payments current. Okay. Because if they won't, this is a dead deal. Okay. And they don't have to, you know. They can call it due. They don't have to take the payments. Right. So get a purchase and sale agreement, call the bank, see if they'll stop the foreclosure and take the payments. And then, uh, you know, he should be there when you make that call. Okay. Because he's got to talk to them. And uh, he and tell him uh, to go ahead and see if we can get a year extension on this thing while we're at it. Okay. Because you don't want to you don't want to have to go fight that battle if you can't if you if you can't help it. All right. How long does it take to foreclose in Ottawa? I would say six months. If you can do anything to stop that foreclosure and get a contract to buy this property, you you've got time to go resell this thing and get whatever you can get out of it, Fred. Uh, if, as long as you can find somebody that can go cash that bank out so they can't be a problem anymore? Because you've got so much equity in it. Right. Okay, this guy needs to know he ain't getting twenty grand. Okay. And if it comes right down to it, and that's the only thing stopping him from selling the house, say, listen, all right, well, I'll give you twenty grand, but only after I find a buyer and we get this thing cashed out. Right. He don't have a whole lot of choice. He's about to lose it anyway. And I want you to uh, make sure that you do not send this bank $6,000 until you have something in writing from them that they will stop the foreclosure if you do. Okay. Do you understand that if, uh, that if you do, they can take your six, apply it to the debt, and still file for it, and still take the property? Right. Got it? Yeah, so got better, it. Better get yourself an attorney. Well, repeat back to me real quick what I just asked for you to do. Okay, I will uh, offer, uh, actually, I will be at the uh, uh, seller's house to call the bank to make sure if I offer them to bring them current. All right, well, step one is you get a purchase and sale agreement 
from the seller that you can buy the house for the back due payments and take over the debt subject okay. to. Okay. If he doesn't agree to that, it's all moot anyway, isn't it? Right. And, and then again, if you have to, you can put in there that you'll pay the seller $20,000 when you cash out of the house. Yes. Okay. Yep. So if he gets through all of that okay, then you make arrangements. You probably can't sit at his house and call the bank. You just <laughs> are not going to get him on the phone that easy. No. So, so um, you're, you're going to need to get an authorization to release information from him, see if they'll talk to you without him, and then if they won't, you're just going to have to get him in on a call. Okay. Or whatever they want you to do to give you that information. It's probably in their best interest that they work with you to get this thing stopped, but it all depends on the mood of the bank, doesn't it? Yes. All right? Okay. So you can you get that far? Yes. All right. Anything else you need to know about it? I guess uh, if I can obtain or I can ask the bank to extend it, uh, if they don't want to extend for one year. Well, you know what? Even if, if they'll just take the payments and stop the foreclosure. Right. That's, that'll work. Okay. Because it'll take them a good six months to foreclose. You've got all that time to sell that property, and ain't nothing they can do to stop you from selling that property. Okay. But I can get the deed transfer over to me. I don't think I'd ever want the deed transferred over to you. No. Just put it under, well, I'd want a contract to buy it, and I might, well, even, I, you know what, I'm, I'm okay with getting the deed, but I don't think I'd go record it yet. Okay. Get it in your hand before you turn loose of the six grand. Right. And then see if you can get a buyer for it, because if you can't, then it's a kind of a moot point, right? Yes. And if you can, then just let him deed it directly to the buyer. Okay, like an option. Well, yeah, and then save yourself a bunch of closing costs. Okay. But, of course, you're at risk for that six grand. And that's why I want to try to get it done before the month's over, because come October 1st, there's no way they're going to do it without taking all, all three payments. Okay. All right? Okay. So, so will you risk six grand with $130,000 worth of equity? Definitely. All right, in a house that's excellent condition? I, would, I would think so. Yes. All right, Okay. Okay. Let me get to the next one here. Marco, Mario, you back? Thanks, Ron. You're welcome, Fred. I hope it helps. And let yeah. me know how it works out. Okay, Will. Mario. I'm right here. I got three of them on here. Let's go with this top one. You got a loan balance. Well, let me start from the scratch. You got a house in somewhere. Is What city we in? Washington. Okay. It's either Longview or Vancouver. It's Longview. Okay. Okay. You got a house that you say is worth. I don't know what it says. Uh, they think it's two thirty-three. You think it's two sixty-five. Right. I I came across in comps that carried uh, carried the two sixty-five six hundred. Okay. They got their price or the the R the two thirty-three from their tax. Oh, I love uh, it. Okay. Uh, memo from the city. Got it. Got it. I got it. People, uh, guys, uh, sellers make that stupid mistake all the time. Don't you be one of them. Yeah, that's what really interested me in this. It's quite a bit of uh, okay, your tax equity in there. Value at the city has nothing to do with the value of your house. Okay, so you say it's worth two sixty-five. They owe one ninety-one, and their payment is fourteen fifty. I love it. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's apparently not PITI, is it? I think I think it is, but they have. 
Uh, this is what I couldn't find out. They've got one acre lot the house sits on, then they have an adjacent four acres that they pay a separate five acres uh, tax to. So they got a total of five acres. Oh, great, great! But the P and I, T and I for the one acre is coming out of this four fourteen fifty, and they pay a separate all right All right. tax payment on the fo- the other four acres. And she didn't tell me what that was. Is the other four acres part of this deal? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so here's the deal. Guys, write it down. He's got a 265R. He's got a 191 loan. He's got a 1450 payment. They're asking 199.9, so they're asking $10,000 or $9,000. They're asking $9,000. Well, he owes 190.900 and they're asking 199.900, so asking $9,000. Correct? Yes. Okay. And it says it needs TLC, but not much work. And it's a 3,000-square-foot house on five acres. Wow. Correct? Yes. All right. Well, this is if you don't get this deal, I'm going to spanky, spanky, spanky. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's, here's what I'd try to do first. Okay. I say, listen, okay, I'll buy, you the, I'll buy the house and give you $9,000 and take over your loan subject to. Okay. Because if you do, you're done. That's it. Love it. All right. Now, what are you going to do if they don't want to deed you the house and leave the loan in your own name? Uh, maybe take an option agreement like you were talking and see if I can get a buyer in there in six no, months you'll take or 90 time. days. You're going to want to lease with the option to buy. Lease with the option to buy. Okay. Uh, and your payment is 1450 and then you're simply going to negotiate the longest possible term you can get. Okay. Got it? Now you totally control the house. However, it looks like they want some cash, and I can tell you right now, I would not give somebody $9,000 to lease their house. So here's your strategy. It's a she. Diana? Yes. Diana, there's two ways I can buy your house. I'll, I'll buy the house. You can transfer ownership to me. But the loan will have to stay in your name, but I'll make your payment until I get your house cashed out sometime in the future. If we do that, I can give you $9,000. How's that Okay. Sound? How's that sound? Shut up. Let her talk. I don't know if I like that. Well, i got another option. I'll lease option to your house for $199.9, but I can't give you any money now. I'll start making your payment of 1450 and still get you cashed out sometime in the future, but if I don't buy your house, I can't give you $9,000. Which would you prefer? Okay. Can you handle that? Yes. All right. You better get that deal, man. I'm going to beat you. Okay. Say, I'll be seeing you in in, uh, October in Baltimore. Uh, Okay, good. Um, You better, you ought to come down and see me in Orlando, too. Oh, you're out in Washington? Yeah. Well, um, guys, you get on that site. You take a look. i got a two-day event coming up down in Orlando now at the end of this month, and there's a bonus day with Jay Connor doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's doing a really cool day on the 29th. Uh, we are doing it simulcast, so if you want to tune in simulcast, you can. Are you registered for that yet, Mario? Not yet. Or you better get registered. You go on, did you get that site down I just gave you? Yes. Okay. It's 497 bucks for that whole three-day uh, deal if you prepay it uh Okay. And you don't want to miss that because that's where you're going to learn this axe thing and lease options and options. I'm teaching more than just this axe stuff. Okay. I'm teaching control without ownership, guys. That's just that's more than axe. That's lease options, options, 
and assignment of contracts. And basically, it's everything that you, if you can't get to title, then this is everything else. All right, let's go to your next one, shall we? Okay. All righty, this one is in Vancouver, Washington. All right. This one is worth 267. That is that your comp? Yes. It's free and clear. Yes. But they're asking 270. Right. All right. Why are we he, looking at this? Uh, I wanted to send I wanted to send some stuff in to get to get some questions oh, okay. uh, answered here. All right. We're looking at this so you wouldn't look bad on this call. Is that it? <laughs> I guess so. All right. Well, I'll tell you something, Mario. In the past, I'd have, tell, I'd have told you to shove this in the trash as fast as you could. But so I don't understand why. Because the ARV and the asking are the same. Okay. But today, with this new deal, I won't do that to you. So here's what I want you to ask this customer. First of all, whenever I see a free and clear house, by the way, I just got through writing out this script this morning, guys. When I free and clear houses, uh, I've got a script where I take them, you first to owner financing, then do you want to get it refinanced, then I take it over. Well, no, then how about a lease option? Well, how about an option? Takes them through all four of those things, and that's a, this is a perfect example. Wow. So the first thing that I'd want to ask my seller is, will you take your equity in monthly installments? Now, of course, most of, most of them are going to say no. But, Mario, if this guy says, yeah, I'd consider that, then my, my whole focus now is on creating some sweetheart seller financing, even if I have to pay almost retail price. For example, if I, if I got this guy to come down, I don't know, maybe fifteen, twenty thousand at least, yeah. and, and, but he decided that he could accept $1,000 a month for a monthly payment, especially at no interest, I'll pay the, I'll pay the 260 just to get those sweet terms. You follow me? Yeah. And, and and then I will definitely not assign that contract. You don't assign no interest contracts. You stay in the deal. Okay. Then I just turn right around and put a lease option tenant buyer in there and get whatever I can down, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000, whatever, and probably put them in there at about a $2,000 a month uh, rent. Oh, that sounds good. This this house is gorgeous. Well, okay, but that's a, which we don't know what this guy would want down if he did that. So remember, when right, he no. it down, comes out of the uh, back end. All right, let's say he won't owner finance it. Well, then my next plan is, all right, well, listen, if you won't owner finance it, then um, I can lease option it from you. If we can agree upon a price, it won't be what you're asking, but it won't be far off. I'll lease option it from you and pay you uh, a monthly rent until I get the property cashed out sometime in the, in the, in the future. How, how does that sound? So we see if he's interested in that. Okay. Got it? Now let's say, nah, I want to get, just want to get it cashed out and get it over with. Well, then your last, the only last thing you got for him is, well, then will you refinance at 80% of its value and let me take over your debt or lease option from you at that point? If he says no, then you've only got one other choice, Mario, yeah. Is, well, then, listen, my only last choice is that I can option the property from you. The good news is nobody will be living in your house. The bad news is that I'd have to have a substantial discount to have any interest in doing so. So I'll option it for cash, and I'll, you know, I'll bring you cash, but not at nowhere near that price. So did you follow that line of questioning? Yes. All right. Well, based on what I'm looking at here, it's probably a waste of your time. But 
you don't know till you get into that line of questioning and find out the response that the seller is going to give you. This guy was was uh, he's moving to Illinois. Yep. And he's one to two months. For sure, in two months, he is gone. Well, no so problem. he's under a little pressure. Well, that's that's another uh, closing tool for you. Really, I don't really care when we close. We'll close when you want, or we'll close now if you like. And as long as I'm not making you any kind of a payment on it, you can sit in there as long as you like, and I'll start whenever you're out. Sounds great. Where's he ever going to get a buyer tell him that? He's not. All right. This thing's been on the market uh, for six months. He well, told that's me. kind of a short time on the market nowadays, isn't it? Yes. Looks like it. Oh, it needs a little. Oh, and it's move-in ready. It's 2,000 feet, and it's a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath. Sounds like a good house, man. It is. It's in right. a gorgeous area. Well, let me see what your negotiating skills are. I'll tell you what, you're yeah. going to be a lot better prepared after I do this thing on the 29th and the, or 30th and, 30, and the 1st. So make sure you're tuning in. Okay. All right, let's go to your last one here. Oh, boy. Um, we get this one is the same thing. You got it, uh, free and clear house in Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. Your value is about 152, and he's yes. asking 154. Mother-in-law passed away. House needed to daughter. That's good. Move in ready. That's good. Uh, so same questioning. Yes. Okay. Don't assume that because they inherited this house that they won't sell it any other way but cash. We don't know this until we ask them. By the way, guys, I'm literally giving you now the word-for-word -word script on how well, on these free and clear houses from top to bottom to get all the way through every alternative you got, all in one script, and so you can sit there and read it until you get a positive answer. And if you don't get a positive answer, you're done. It's that simple. But I, I get a lot of these free and clear houses submitted to me, but uh, they're all the big void, the, the big important questions have not been asked. And that's uh, would you take your equity in monthly installments or would you consider a lease purchase, yada, yada, yada. They don't ever ask those uh, questions. All right? All right. And without that, we have absolutely no place to go. But the good news here is you can pay retail price for this house, Mario. Retail yeah. price and assign the contract and still do well. For example, let's take this last one. Okay. Let's say she says, nope, i got to have $150,000. Well, okay. Then the only way I can give you $150,000 is I'll lease option it from you for $150,000. What kind of a monthly payment do you think you'd want? And she'll probably give you less than what you you could pay. Whatever that is, you don't care. Yeah. Because you're going to assign the contract to somebody else, let them walk into this beautiful home and get maybe six, seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000 for the assignment fee. Oh, Yeah. You get that? That would be fabulous. Do you see how many deals we can save with this technique? Yes. You've got two of them right here where they're asking full market value. Well, if you have to, give it to them as long as they'll give you the terms so you can assign the terms. Awesome. Uh, that that really makes a lot of sense, Ron. Okay. All right. Um, Steve Anderson, are you back? I guess not. Well, Steve, I would have loved to answer your question, but that means you would have to have been on the call here. Uh, so if we're not talking, that means you're probably not listening, would be my guess. Man, he's got a 2.9% loan on this house. Wow. Well, Steve, just in case you are listening, he's got a 190R, a 155 loan, $8,500 behind. But he doesn't tell me what the payment is. He doesn't tell me how far it is away from foreclosure. And the house needs uh, some repairs. So I'd have to have more information before I could give Steve the answer. 
All right, well, that takes care of all the FISBOs that I've got tonight. So based on our conversation, ladies and gentlemen, of the FISBOs we got here, you tell me, should you be submitting more or less on our call next month? More. All right, that would be my plan. Uh, I bet you, uh, I'll tell you right now, if I were working these deals right here, there's one or two deals just on the handful that we discussed tonight. So uh, you guys go out there and do what you can with them, see if you can't get a deal out of it. Make sure you notify me if you do. All right, does anybody else have any other questions for me tonight? No? Say, Ron, do you, uh, on on well and septic systems, uh -huh. are there any special uh, conditions that would prevent you from buying with, with those type of uh, utilities? Well, that depends. Do I intend to sell it with any kind of government-backed loan? Oh, do I? If I'm assigning a contract, I could care less. If I'm lease optioning it, I could care less. But if you're okay. going to sell it with a government-backed loan, they're, they're, they have rules. They're going to have to get a PERC test to make sure that the drain field is working properly, and there has to be a gap between uh, usually at least 75 feet between the well and the septic. Yeah, okay. In other words, if you're buying them and the systems are working okay, no, it's not a problem. If they're not working okay, it could be a big problem. For example, here in Florida, where the water table is high, uh, sometimes when they have well and septics, we literally have to put a great, big old ugly mound in the yard to build, to raise the drain field so the water will drain properly and put a pump in it. $5,000 repair. And Holy cow. So, you know, I don't want to do that. Where you live, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've got to check into that. Okay. One of the properties, this one in Longview, is on a on a well, but they do have city sewer, which uh, is unusual. Worry, then I wouldn't worry about it. Not a problem. Okay. It's the sewer that's the problem, not the well. Unless you got some kind of bad water. No, it, it's, uh, they said they had it uh, tested uh, at the beginning of the year in January. Perfect. Okay. So, no all right. All right. Uh, anybody else got a question? Uh, Ron. Yes. Hold on just one second. Give me one sec. Go ahead. Um, on, on one of these AX deals, um, yeah. does the lease purchaser pay everything directly, like the homeowners uh, association fees, the insurance, the taxes, or is that all kind of facilitated by the by the seller? The lease purchaser pays rent, period, and out of that rent usually comes the taxes and insurance because it's usually escrowed. And okay. uh, if there's association fees, you better believe I'd pass those on to the lease purchaser. And, and they would pay that through their rent? Uh, if I were collecting the rent, that's the way I'd set it up, yes. And then okay. I'd pay the fees. And it would be clear in the document that if they go up, the rent goes up. Yeah. And what, okay. the, the documents are, simple, are structured so that whatever the payment is to the seller, the buyer is responsible for that payment, period. Okay. It's rent. Remember, the buyer is not making a payment. The buyer is paying rent. Yep, their, all right, beautiful. rent's going to adjust. That's a good question. Anybody else? Uh, uh, Ron? Yeah. Uh, is your new assignment of contracts up on your Go Club yet? Uh, I had the assign. You mean for this act deal? Uh, no, just a regular assignment of contract. There is an you assignment of contract up there, yes. Is that the, because uh, you said you had updated your old one. Uh, yes. Put some new language in it. I didn't know yes. if you had it up on the... 
Yes, it's up there. I'm okay. sure. It, I know there's an assignment of contract. I'm almost sure it's the new one. Okay. I frankly don't know if you want to know the truth. <laughs> okay. Thank I you. I've seen it lately. Yeah, Ron. Yes. Yeah. What is the ideal situation and time when you would actually stay in the in the middle of the sandwich? Good question. When I have a uh, financial reason to do so, in other words, am I getting a good monthly spread or is there a whole bunch of equity behind me that when I get cashed out, I don't want to give up by assigning the lease? I see. Or, okay, thanks. Or what if I got some sweetheart seller financing and, I, and I've negotiated a no interest loan and it's paid me down you know, fast. I'm paying out $1,000 a month toward the principal. I, no way I'm giving that up. Oh. Staying in that yeah. thing to the end. Yeah, and then until they can eventually just cash you on out. Correct, and hopefully okay. never at that rate. <laughs> in the worst case scenario, if they can't, they'll just find somebody else. Yeah, that's why I love these free and clear houses, guys, or even ones with a lot of equity Bye -bye. in them. You'd be surprised what uh, folks are happy to do just to get the house sold and get a monthly payment coming in. Interest doesn't mean that much to most people. It is not right. hard to negotiate no interest loans. Okay, All thanks, right. Ron. All right, you're welcome. Next. Next, next, next. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys again, get on that website, ronlegrand.com forward slash ACTS, A-C-T-S. Get registered for that Orlando event. It's a one-time deal. I'm never doing that again now, so you got to get down there and be there live. It's Orlando. It's a great place to be. Come on down. You're going to get way more out of it if you're in the class than if you are sitting at home on the internet for two days and also there's a bonus day on the 29th with my friend Jay Connor that you don't want to miss he's teaching three things and he's making three courses number one he's got a kick-butt uh, foreclosure system to get 60 get 60 percent of the people he mails to to call him back if they're in foreclosure okay to bring that whole system and drop it to lap. Yeah. I love it when people get on a conference call and want to carry on a conversation, yeah. don't you? Okay, I think that's the other guy. And secondly, he's going to be teaching you how he uh, runs his a business where he nets a million dollars a year, and he's done it for three years now, on autopilot. He's going to show you the systems that he uses to do that. And then thirdly, he's going to teach you how he built his huge buyer system, and it's all offline, uh, build a big old buyer's list. So he's doing that all on the 29th. Now, if you register for the AXE event, for the 497, Jay's event is free, so you might as well plan on the 29th, the 30th, and the third and the first. Uh, but you cannot tune in to Jay's event uh, electronically; it will not be simulcast. So uh, anyway, get on that website, get registered. There's payments on there if you need them. But golly, I hate for you guys to miss this. It's a one-time event. I am creating a course, but it'll be at least uh, two months before that thing's ready to go. All right, anybody else got one final question before this night is over? Hey, Ron, this yes. is Elsa. I'm actually Hello. a virtual assistant going into the real estate business, um, helping out a lot of assist, uh, real estate investors now. And one thing I run across a problem with is trying to get the mortgage information out of some of these people. All right, you want to practice that with me? Let me, well, let me, let me be, I'm the one on the call, and you're the, you're the pain-in-the-ass uh, seller, all right? All right, got all right. it. Okay. Elsa, what do you owe on the house? 120000 Well, no, 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 no. You're supposed to make it hard on me, girl. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Elsa, what do you owe on the house? Uh, I don't think I really need to give you that information. 
Well, I understand that, Elsa, but you do know that uh, as a buyer, I'm going to need all the facts to make an intelligent decision. You see, here's why. Sometimes I take over existing debt and buy houses. Sometimes I lease option them. Sometimes I pay all cash. Obviously, I couldn't pay all cash if I knew, if I knew it was less than what you owe. So I need to know what you owe to make an intelligent uh, decision whether I can move forward with you or not. So uh, what do you owe? Well, I still don't know if, if I really should give that. I mean, that is personal information. Well, I understand, but I have to have it in order to be able to buy your house. So do you wish to sell your house today? Yeah. Well, I wish to buy it, too, if I like the rest of the information, but I have to have it all to make a decision. Do so you want to tell me what you owe, or would you rather I not buy your house? I guess I can divulge the information. Okay. What do you owe? Uh, $120. And your payment? Uh, $1,100. Okay. Are you current? Yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. That wasn't so hard, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is right. it important to get the, bank, get right the lender's right. name? No, I really don't care much who the lender is. I mean, I get it. If they blurt it out, I get it. It's one of my least important facts. But okay. I treat them all the same. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we are at the end of an hour. Does anybody have a burning one more before we get off, or are we done for the night? Don't forget to write down now, second Monday of October. So what date is that here? Get that in the calendar right now. That's October the 10th. Get that down, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll do this again, and um, maybe next time we'll get more FISBOs on the call. Uh, Ron, right. I have one question for you. All right, fire away. How's it feel to be the last question of the day? <laughs> uh, this is Rich in Pennsylvania. Yes, Rich. Um, I just hired a virtual assistant. Yeah. Um, she's having some of the same problems that you just spoke about. Yeah. But the other problem she has is as soon as she says, I'm calling for Rich Monod, um they assume it's a real estate agent. It does. It's New Jersey. Why? Because um, when people put their, their information out there that they want to sell their house, yeah. around here they get bombarded with agents you calling You probably them. should say, I'm calling uh, for my boss who asked me to return the call because he can't get to it right away. I'm calling for my boss? Well, she is, isn't she? Yes. Okay. I just want to get the verbiage right. I'm calling for my boss uh, because he can't get to you today. And uh, by the way, I don't care if they, if, it's just, if they ask, is this a real estate agent? No, we buy houses. We don't list them. That'd be the end of that. Okay. Oh yeah, she's having a lot of problems, and I just I well need to give her some help. That's your fault because you haven't trained her yet. I guess. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ron. All right. All right, guys. I'll see you guys next month. I hope to see all of you down Orlando at the end of the okay. month, and um, hope to see many of you in uh, Baltimore in the middle of October. So. Uh, Stay tuned, and um, by the way, if you don't know this, I'm doing a quick start event here in Jacksonville in December, and we're going to have a party at my house where we have it all decorated up for Christmas. And oh, man. One of those annual events, so uh, just so you know, you're the first one to know about it. All right. Thank you. See you soon. Thank okay. you for being members. Good night. You bet.